Hello, and welcome to the inaugural edition of the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette's Know the News podcast. My name is Rusty Turner, and I'm the editor of the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. I'll be your host for this first effort. The purpose of this podcast is to let you know about the stories we have on tap for the coming weekend and to give you some insights into how we do what we do here at the newspaper. Now, as you're probably aware, our newspaper is available every day in multiple digital formats, including our replica app for smartphone and tablet. We also have a full website at nwaonline.com. And we have an active presence on social media platforms Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Customers still receive a printed version of our Sunday edition delivered to their homes if they choose. Access to all of our digital content is available to subscribers who, as a bonus, also get full access to our Razorback sports coverage at wholehogsports.com. That's powered by Hogs Illustrated magazine. Now, if you're not a subscriber, check out our subscription offers by visiting nwaonline.com and clicking on the subscribe button in the upper right-hand corner. Or you can just call us at 479-684-5509. Now let's get to today's preview. We've got a number of notable stories lined up for the Sunday edition. Our reporter, Ron Wood, takes a look at how COVID-19 restrictions on jury trials and in-person hearings for serious and violent crimes has brought the state's criminal court system to a near standstill. That means that many defendants, not to mention crime victims, are still waiting for cases to be heard well more than a year after they were filed. How do these delays jibe with our speedy trial requirements? Ron's story will tell you all about that. In sports, you can check out all of our Razorback basketball, baseball, softball, gymnastics, and track coverage in Sunday's paper. But, well, we want to call your attention to another package that will run this weekend. Last spring, COVID-19 restrictions wiped out the entire high school baseball, softball, soccer, and track seasons. But those athletes are about to get back on the field to compete. So check out our preview of those local spring prep sports in our Sunday edition. In Sunday's What's Up Entertainment section, find out about the reopening of Bentonville's Museum of Native American History, which has been closed during the pandemic. Now, of course, there will be much more content as well. So please check it out. I'd like to circle back now to Ron Wood's story on the delays in the criminal court system. Ron's going to join us here on the podcast. He's a veteran journalist who has been covering Northwest Arkansas for more than 30 years. And for the past 20 years, he's covered state and federal courts for us. Well, Ron, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Rusty. Uh, It's good to be here. And uh, I don't think we've seen each other for about a year. What would you like to talk about? (laughs) It has been close to a year. We have talked on the phone quite a bit, though. So, uh, yeah, true that. Yeah. So, so Ron, can you tell our listeners a little bit about the background of the story? How did you get onto it, and what made you decide to, to write this story? Well, as you may or may not know, the Arkansas Supreme Court suspended all trials uh, because of COVID-19 on March 17th last year. So we're coming up on just about a year of no trials, and we want to take a look at what the toll of those delays are having on both folks that are charged with crimes and and the victims. So it's been nearly a year then since there have been any trials in the state of Arkansas. Yeah. Now, some cases are being resolved by plea bargains, and they use Zoom hearings for for arraignments and some hearings. But if you want a trial, your life's basically on hold at this point may not be able to get a job, housing, uh, if you can't leave the area, 
Um, and you don't know when it's going to end. And if you're in jail, you're just waiting. Yeah. We got one guy, Josu Topaz, who's been waiting in jail for trial for three years now. Wow. So, so Ron, I know uh, our, our listeners may be familiar with the term speedy trial and that there's a there, there, there's a judicial rule that, that trials have to take place in a certain amount of time uh, or charges get dropped. How, how are, how's the state getting around the speedy trial requirements during this delay? Well, that was, that was also part of the uh, reason we wanted to do this story. We wanted to explain why the Supreme Court was able to waive speedy trial rules. And that has to do with separation of powers. And you might remember that from civics if you were paying attention. Um, bottom line is the Supreme Court gets to make the rules for all the state's courts. And uh, under, you know, under normal circumstances, you have a year to bring somebody to trial. In most felony cases, nine months if they're in jail. Um, that can be extended if the judge wants to for mental evaluations, uh, crime lab delays, things like that. But, but that's uh, where we're at. I see. Is there any concern that that a defendant who's been waiting more than a year might uh, might bring some kind of legal challenge to to challenge the, this delay? Yeah, I talked to some pretty good lawyers on both sides, and uh, they all expect somebody's going to challenge it. Uh, they don't really expect that to be successful, though, because uh, I mean it's extraordinary circumstances. We, we've never lived through a pandemic like this before. Yeah. So, uh, and you talked a little bit about the impact on defendants, and that's pretty clear. Uh, but we also uh, wanted to address in the story the impact on victims of crime who are waiting for their day in court, waiting for the justice uh, that they expect the system to provide. Tell us a little bit about, about what you discovered there. Well, if you're a victim or a or family of a victim, your life's on over too. And it's not your fault. You're stuck. Uh, just wait for justice to be served. And uh, you have to remember the criminal justice system is not something most people are really familiar with and on a personal level, even during the best times. Uh, one, one of the folks I talked to is also uh, expecting a baby now. So you can imagine the stress she's got, um, how much she wants to be able to put all this behind her and uh, to the extent possible and uh, move on with her life. She's been waiting uh, over a year now. Wow. Well, is there any indication when uh, when trials may resume, when some of these cases may finally get to move forward and be adjudicated? Yeah, uh, it'd be May at the earliest, but I really don't expect that to happen. And I don't expect anything to happen until we get a lot more people vaccinated, and I don't know how long that's going to take. Now, our problem is that it takes a lot of people to have a trial. You got the defendant, victims, witnesses, judges, lawyers, court staff, then you call 50 or 100 potential jurors, and yeah, they all got to be in the same room. That's problematic. Yeah. Well, Ron, what else? Uh, what else would you like to readers to know about this story before they dive in and see and, and see it for themselves on Sunday? Well, keep in mind that someday we're going to have trials and regular court again, but uh, there's going to be a huge backlog. And uh, like Washington County has four four thousand pending felony cases right now, I think, and it's going to take a while to resolve all those. But uh, I think uh, there's going to be a, some people spending some very long days in court. Wow, 
And, and those 4,000 cases in Washington County, that's just one county. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be similar for Benton County as well. Yeah. yeah. We're uh, Washington and Benton are two of the larger counties, so uh, we probably have more than most people. But, uh, but the same is also going to be true in Sebastian County and Crawford County sure. and Franklin Pul- County. Pulaski. Uh, yeah. Remember, before this pandemic, uh, one of our judges might have 25 cases a day on their docket. And uh, in order to get through this backlog, that's going to have to really increase. Wow. Well, that's quite a bit to think about, Ron. Uh, um, I hope our readers will uh, will uh, check out your story Sunday. And if they've got any questions, they can let us know. We'd be glad to try to answer answer them for us. Ron, I appreciate oh, yeah. you. Ron, I appreciate you spending some time with us today. Thanks for filling us in on that story. And uh, um, try to keep yourself busy till those tri- trials get started back up. <laughs> I, I think I can find something to do. And if, uh, if anybody has questions, please send them in. So, Ron, if uh, a reader has a question for you about this, uh, what's the best way they can get in touch with you? Uh, the easiest thing is send me an email, rwood at nwadg.com. All right, that's rwood at nwadg.com. Thank you. That was Ron Wood. He's a reporter, a courts reporter here for us at the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette, talking about his story this weekend on on delays, uh, COVID-19 delays in our criminal court system. Well, that's going to do it today for our first edition of the Know the News podcast for the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. I appreciate you joining us, and please check back with us next week for our next edition. Also, don't forget to check out our uh, our, our Sunday edition um, at nwaonline.com or on our, our uh, mobile app on, uh, on phone and tablet, uh, or pick up a copy. Uh, if you're old school, you can pick up a copy. If you're not a subscriber, if you are, you'll get one in your ho- at your house. So uh, my name's Rusty Turner, editor of the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Thanks for joining us today, and we'll see you next week.